Well, members, before we proceed, I would like to remind you that the virtual mini plenary is deemed to be in the precinct of parliament and constitute the meeting of the National Assembly for debating purposes only. In addition to the rules of the virtual sitting, recording in progress, the rules recording of stopped. the National Assembly, including the rules of debate, apply. Members enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in a sitting of the National Assembly. Members should equally note that anything said in the virtual platform is deemed to have been said to the House and may be ruled upon. All members who have logged in shall be considered to be present and are requested to mute their microphones and only unmute when recognized to speak. This is because the mics are very sensitive and will pick up noise, which might disturb the attention of other members. When recognized to speak, please unmute your microphone and connect your video. Members may make use of the icons on the bar at the bottom of their screens, which has the option that allows a member to put up his or her hand to raise points of order. The Secretariat will assist in alerting the chairperson to members uh, requesting to speak. When using the virtual system, members are urged to refrain or desist from unnecessarily points of order or interjections. Lastly, I wish to remind you that uh, we're meeting in a mini-plenary session and therefore any decisions uh, will be taken in a full plenary session of the assembly. The only item on the order paper is a subject for discussion in the name of honorable- Recording TMK in progress. On the need for a revised and strengthened regulatory environment to protect the territorial integrity of military bases and associated institutions. I now recognize the honorable Tian Motle from the virtual platform. All right. Th thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members. As you correctly indicated, this debate is informed by the need to to revise and strengthen the regulatory environment to protect the territorial integrity of uh, the military bases and associated institution of the South African National Defense Force. It is therefore a critical debate that uh, will highlight the challenges faced by the South African National Defense Force, particularly by several military bases across the country and also to present proposal on what we believe are the necessary steps to be undertaken to arrest uh, this situation. Parliament's uh, two committee, committees, the Portfolio Committee of Defense as well as the, uh, uh, the Joint Standing Committee of Defense have conducted several visits in the past three years. During, during this visit, the committee often observed safety and security lapses uh, uh, in those military bases that uh, were visited. The last visit that was conducted was on the 22nd April uh, 2022 uh, by the Portfolio Committee to the Special Forces School situated in Valmastal, north of Tswane. During that particular visit, the committee noted how the 
the base was negatively affected by the security-related issues, largely due to the encroachment of informal settlement in that area. The, uh, the committee then adopted the report, which includes uh, the, the, the observation, as I'll outline them. The base is affected by the encroachment of informal settlement near or close to several military bases housed in Valmastal, the fence around the base is in poor condition. There is no water supply to the military base since the water pipes have been vandalized. Uh, the adjacent uh, four-vehicle reserve park military base electricity cable was stolen, resulting in electricity and supply to all military units uh, being affected. Subsequently, uh, recommendations were made uh, during a several recent oversight visit, the committee has noted the impact of human settlement on military areas, notably land invasion of area adjacent to the base and the defense entities, while the committee is uh, cognizant uh, of the sensitiv sensitivities around human settlement requirements in South Africa. We are concerned about the security of military bases and the safety of the surrounding communities. We therefore recommend that the Department of Defense and other relevant departments work together to find an everlasting solution to land invasion around uh, military bases. We also noted the, an, the observation that several South African National Defense Force areas are subject to land claim process. The committee is also aware by, by that by 2021, the DOD was still awaiting the Regional Land Claim commis Commissioner to submit the official request for the release of state land to uh, DPWI. The Department of Defense should, in subsequent annual reports, provide a more detailed breakdown of this specific basis and military areas under land claim and the progress on that specific uh, on those specific claims the main important the main impact of land claim against land that is used by the south african national defense force is that it stalls any development planning by dod for the development and future use of such land in many cases, military bases are in agent need of upgrade. But the upgrade itself cannot happen as the outcome of the land claim process has not been forthcoming. This also impacts the broader ability of the DOD to plan how it will use all its facilities countrywide to achieve maximum force efficiency. Of specific concern is that the base security measures such as fences and electric monitoring uh, equipments are not being updated when military facilities are under land claim. This impacts negatively on the safety and securities of uh, uh, military facilities. The main impact of land invasion releases the safety and security concern as military uh, or at military fa facilities. In many cases, this results in three key uh, 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 challenges, for example, of that are uh, that which are observed by the by the committee. One, electric cable theft, 
uh, at the four vehicle reserve north of Tswane, uh, two vandalism of the main water supply to military uh, units in the Valmastal area, land invasion of area adjacent to Water Kloof Air Force Base on the pipelines and rail tracks that leads to, into the base. The impact of land invasion and related safety concerns at military bases include uh, the following. Impact on troops morale. One of the matters that the uh, parliament uh, uh, committee is tasked with is to review the morale of the South African National Defense Force and the report back to the House of Parliament. In, it has become evident that troop morale is negatively affected by the impact of land invasion uh, in some areas. Firstly, the safety of troops staying at military facilities are under threat if security of the facilities cannot be fully secured. Secondly, working conditions are negatively affected when there is, for example, no water and electricity at the military base. The impact of uh, military training, the South African National Defense Force Special Forces Brigade House, the elite force of the country's military. The lack of water and electricity at one of their main training facilities has a direct bearing uh, has a direct uh, uh, bearing on their uh, quality of training that uh, they can receive to produ- to produce optimal uh, soldiers optimal training base management and living conditions are required impact on safeguarding of military equipment and hardware the cable theft that has left the special that has left the Special Forces School without electricity for more than two years, has also resulted in four vehicle reserve park located in the same area being without electricity. This unit houses a large number of South African National Defense Force uh, reserve military vehicle that can be used in case of emergency or military need. These vehicles need to be stored in the correct climate and without electricity supply the system uh, put in place to ensure that vehicles are appropriately stored are not uh, functioning. This impacts the uh, self-life uh, of this vehicle and uh, the operational readiness of the South African National Defense Force. Lastly, Honorable Chair, it must also be noted that land invasions pose danger to those individual forming part of those in, in invasions. Therefore, we are concerned about the safety of uh, our communities and municipality must come on board as it is not the role of the South African National Defense Force, neither it is the role of the, defense, uh, the, the Department of Defense. The use and storage of weapons and ammunition at military bases poses a danger uh, to surrounding communities, especially where such weapons are used in training or stored for a long period of time, it is, for example, very dangerous to have community living next to the borders or the fence of uh, uh, the military bases where we store, where they store explosive, uh, 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 explosive in their storage facilities. I thank you, uh, uh, Honorable uh, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Mutle. And I recognize uh, Honorable Mare. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, Chair, the DOD, the Department of Defense, and the Defense Force is in a dire situation. 
with the ever-decreasing budget and the exacerbated decline of our defense capabilities to defend our territorial integrity and to protect our citizens. The deterioration is notably in the state of our assets and equipment, including our military bases and institutions like the three military hospitals. Our Defense Force is a broken entity and its bases and institutions is no different. It is unlikely that our Defense Force will be in a position to effectively repel any military threat considering its vulnerabilities and rapid deterioration of our defense readiness. Our military bases and institutions are under serious threat to not be able to support our soldiers on the front lines and to provide important auxiliary services like treatment of the wounded and to secure continuous replenishment of armored vehicles, spare parts, munitions, etc. Our military bases are poorly maintained with dilapidated buildings, infrastructure, fences and terrain the most evident, overgrown grass and wheat everywhere, in an uninhabitable buildings and broken fences has become the norm. The consistent stalemate and blame shifting between the Department of Defense and Department of Public Works and, in, and Infrastructure on who is responsible for the dilapidation is unacceptable. The D DPWI does not know the importance of our strategic military infrastructure and to prioritize them. And must these strategic functions be devolved to the Department of Work of Defense Works Formation? Concerning is the non-renewal of the critical contracts for the maintenance and repair of the environmental controlled warehouses of the Army, which systems are to keep armored vehicles and critical spare parts rust and corrosion free for immediate deployment at all times. This dilapidation will take away our ability of rapid deployment to, put, to protect our integrity. Our naval bases are below standards to maintain a minimum naval defense capability. None of our frigates, submarines, and naval helicopters are serviceable. Optimum capacity utilization and adequate funding of our three military hospitals could have been strategic assets. They are expensive to maintain and resource, are totally underutilized, and they have become unaffordable. One military hospital alone will require two billion rand to have it running again. Funds we must prioritize to the dilapidated prime mission equipment. Our Air Force facilities, infrastructure, and equipment are equally in a state of disarray. Air Force Base Waterkloof is facing dolomite instability, which can render this base operationally unsafe. Others like Air Force Base Makadu are facing threats like that affects its sustainable strategic value. This is embarrassing and expose us to the exploitation by our adversaries. No one is seemingly held accountable for the decay despite assurances by the minister and the secretary of defense. Interventions is, are required to support the mandate of the defense force and a good start will be to redesign and restructure a smaller but more efficient defense force reprioritize strategies and expenditure to achieve its objectives. Underutilized properties and land must be sold with the revenue be reinvested for the maintenance and acquisition of the strategic prime mission equipment and assets. Transfer the three hospitals to the provincial departments of health with continued support to service members, retirees and veterans at any provincial health facility implement consequence management consistently and without fear or favor. The Defense Force needs this turnaround now because tomorrow might be too late 
to salvage what is left of our defense force. The consequences of facing the threats of invasion, similar to that as in, in Ukraine, with our current defense capabilities, are just too vast to contemplate. I thank you, Chair. Thank you. And now recognize Honorable Tasa. Honorable Tasa, you are recognized. Honorable FD Tasa, you are recognized. I proceed. I proceed. I now recognize. My, my apologies, Chair. He yeah. just experienced uh, some network connectivity. He will connect now. Okay. Thank you. Yes, Chair. Thank you. I, I now recognize the EFF. Uh, thanks, Chair. I'm Kalipi. I'm debating on behalf of Honorable Mafanya. Chairperson, if this parliament were to be brutally honest with itself, then we will come to no other conclusion than the naked fact that those who lead the military are clueless, incompetent, and that their conduct is almost prisoners. The state of neglect of key fundamentals in military operations, the lack of vision on where the military ought to be now and in the future, and the underlying problems of corruption makes the SNDF and its management to be questionable. Pause, Honorable Mkalipi. Please take a pause. Um, Honorable Mike Masuta, I am not going to call you again for disturbing members. Please proceed, Honorable Mkalipi. The blame has to lie with both the operational and political leadership of the military. This is an institution that cannot even maintain its own aircraft, vehicles, and other facilities of importance. Last year, the Defense Force Service Commission highlighted a number of challenges relating to security of our military bases. They indicated, amongst other things, that security fences with military base and units and on other borders are falling apart. Budget constraints hamper the upgrading, maintenance, and repair of security systems. Unauthorized occupation and the subletting of military accommodation for married and single quarters are compromising, are compromising military security. Security systems cannot be repaired or maintained due to expired contracts. And this is a sign of incompetence, both on the side of a military leadership and on treasurer, which has confused and frustrated the renewal contracts for key services to SNDF. Now, Chairperson, an unauthorized occupation and subletting of military accommodation comprises military bases. This is a major security breach allowed by those running our military. The commission also reported increasing levels of crime and theft being reported at some units and the fact that suggestions, complaints and concerns raised in a deep brief session remains unattended and unresolved. There is no amount of budget constraints that should expose our country to the kind of security risk that our military bases are currently exposed. There's no military base that should be robbed by criminals. 
The fact that criminals do not think twice before invading and robbing military bases says a lot that needs to be said about the capacity of the defense force to defend the country against external invasion. The NC has destroyed everything it has touched for almost three decades. There is a lack of coordination, especially on the intelligence between the NCDF, the State Security Agency, the Department of Home Affairs, and the SAPS. The July unrest in both Guazunatal and Gauteng are a typical example of the response and turnaround time it took for the army to bring about stability to the situation. There is a need for security personnel to be adequately armed with weapons, ammunition, torches, bulletproof gear, and electronic and night vision equipment to be standardized and made available to Operation Corona military bases. Regarding the military vehicles, Defense Forces for Service Commission found that there is a lack of available and serviceable duty buses and military vehicles across all units and bases, and protracted procurement processes and systems cause a delay in the maintenance and repairs of military vehicles. Our troops are not adequately armed to protect military bases and facilities. The danger thereof is the theft of assault rifles and military hardware parts that criminals steal for sales and scrap metals. The Special Forces School has been without water and electricity for more than 15 months following cable theft in the area. The inability of intergovernmental departments to engage each other on matters of security concerns of the Department of Defense present the country with serious security threats, especially where national key points are compromised. SNDF has been making use of the retail infantry fighting vehicles since 1976. These are no longer equipped for the challenges the military faces today. Our contention thereof is that there is need to be a complete overhaul of the leadership of SNDF, both operationally and politically. The current leadership has left the country exposed to all manners of threat. Thank you very much, Chen. Thank you, Honorable Mkalipi. I now recognize uh, Honorable Tebe Kulu. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Tebe Kulu is having some difficulties. May, may I take it on? Please proceed, Honorable Singh. Thank you very much. Honorable Chairperson, ensuring the safety of our people and country and protecting them from approaching threats rests in the hands of our military. However, in recent years, we have seen the gradual decline of the environment that our military operates in. This issue could be of great concern to our people as it could compromise the territorial integrity of the state. We have heard the cries of the National Defense Force regarding the negative impact that budget cuts, as well as the collapse of the infrastructure has had on their morale. This compromises the sovereign capabilities of the country and results in a weakened national defense force, which is not fully capacitated to counter military aggression. There's a huge need to strengthen the capabilities of military operations from the base level up, and that can only be done through increased support and resources to the military. Their infrastructure needs to be improved and capacity strengthened. And I trust that sometime as we consider the budget, we will exercise the option that Parliament has to make suggestions to a review of the amounts, the budgeted amount in terms of the acts that authorize us to do so. The military is our last line of defense. 
for it to be sorely lacking opens the country to huge risk on a daily basis. We cannot continue, Chairperson, to jeopardize the lives of South Africans. And here I want to pause to say, not only in terms of lives being lost, we need to also protect the economy. We have heard the Honorable State President talk about the woes that are uh, taking place at Eskom. We are aware of load shedding. We have heard that, that there are possible uh, issues of sabotage. Why can't we use members of the Defence Force to guard some of these power stations and prevent the kind of sabotage that's taking place? We need to protect the economy, not only protect lives, although lives are important and cannot be uh, returned. The media has exposed us to just how much of a security risk the country faces and reflects the need for regulation to be initiated. Porous borders, poor infrastructure and weakened morale chips away at the Defence Force's mandate, which is to safeguard the country and our territorial integrity, and as I said, to protect the economy of the country. Our military is suffering, and this is incredibly dangerous. The IFP urges the government to seize control and strengthen the capability and the environment that our military operates it in, be it their bases or through having much stricter regulations. The military requires improved technology, equipment, and human capital. We have seen how lawlessness and lack of social order has thrown our entire country upside down. And a repeat of that without a strong military system would jeopardize everything we have worked for. The country needs security security and stability, and non-functional or below-power functional military will not assist such efforts. And we must action interventions now. We know, Honorable Chairperson, that there are ships, defense ships, that were lying at Hout Bay in your area, where you come from, Simonstown, which cost hundreds of millions, but the batteries are not even charged, and those, uh, those, those striker ships are non-functional. We need to look into the simple things, uh, uh, Honourable Chairperson, and I suppose that you being there can go and have an inspection in local. But all in all, we have the manpower, we need the tools, and we need to ensure that we, we create a conducive environment within which the military can operate, so we can sleep well at night, and we know that they will be there whenever we require them. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, Honourable Singh. I now recognise Honourable Hrunewald. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Honorable Chair, the focus of this debate is the protection of the territorial integrity of our military bases. Now, I heard what the Honorable Member from the ANC said, and he referred to the invasion of military land. Now, I want to start to say that this problem of illegal invasion of land is actually an echo of many communities all around South Africa and private property owners with the problem of the illegal invasion of the land. Now, I agree. It is a threat to the security of the South African National Defence Force. And I also agree that it poses a danger for the inhabitants to illegally invasion or invade such land. Yes, there are many hectares of land for the South African National Defense Force where they practice, where they use medium and heavy caliber ammunition. Some of them did not detonate. They are lying in the field, but 
these illegal invaders just continue. The question is, how do we solve it? Now, Honorable Chair, the Commander-in-Chief of the South African National Defense Force is the Honorable President. Now, the question is, what does the President do to prevent this illegal invasion specifically when it comes to military, but not only military, all over the country? And let me then sell and tell you what the President said in March 2018 when he visited Olivenhout Bosch in Tswane over a weekend. And he said, and he was quoted and he said, President Ramaphosa says, no one has the right to invade any land, saying this is a clear sign of disorder and the violation of the law. He has called on law enforcement agencies to ensure law and order. Ramaphosa says those who try to occupy land without permission will face the full might of the law. And then he is quoted, and I quote, all those who want to invade land, they will get to know that we'll not allow that. We'll respond to that by saying you can't, close quote. Now, Honorable Chair, that is what the Commander-in-Chief of the SANDF says. He's also the president of the country. The private property owners, and now the SNDF is under threat. And the problem can only be solved if there's a political will to act. The great problem, Achbare Voorzitter, is that the wet wordt nie toegepas nie. En ek wil vandag sê, hierdie onwettige grondbesetting moet vierkante geplaas word op die skouwers van die achtbare president. Nie net as die hoof van die Suid-Afrikaanse nationale weermacht nie, maar ook in termen van die president, waar nie net militaire grond onwettig beset word in die bedreigingskip nie, maar ook private grond en die rechte van private grond eienaarse rechte word geskend. Ons probleem is straffeloosheid. Ek wil vir die achtbare president sê, doen wat u gesê het, dat u sal optree en dat die onwettige besetters met die volle macht van die recht te doen sal kry. Dankie. Baie dankie, achtbare Groenewald. I now recognize the honorable Kasa who disappeared when called upon. I'm sorry, Chair. I disappeared to another uh, session. I'm sorry. Mandibuli sekuwe, dibuli sekumalungu, onke e palamende. Di kaki sengeli tiklomke mbi wo pazanyi so lamaziko omkosi. Tina jengambuto si kogelwa lela kwebu Lopushi solelize longi NDP. Siti apa ipupaletu. Lelogo kubakala ukulmende. Kumangana ba omabini matatu. Magangenelele. Eka menla bando bangelando. Kagutetu wangu pushisu. Ukwesbini angenelele ngenjongo zoba ilizwe letu. Lipushle lipege pambi kunga chongwanga. Infono za bandwa batile. 
Genga alone dogem planning a pummy. Sipagamisa gohuti Um Shaba or Sondele Queen Campus Om Coast Mautoni Tre, the loan to long Ukubaku coin bamban, Kalemi Shaba, my lungi sweat, no cowlers alone bamban. Abo bonke, abatapazeleka. Bonke, abano canduva. Locus the sinkons of Kala, Kumaziko, Omkos, Mavens and Jalo. Candy bezel again in Gati. Umkosi, Yenyes in Do Esimingazo, Apelizwe, Sievaga in Doba, good Talagumani, Angelo, Kula Maziko, Kubuegus of Tetra. I call Nagamasebe actapas the legayo, go ten. Lama sebe ateta ngokwabi wakwemihlaba uzinzi swakoluntu no cooperative governance and traditional affairs ingakumbineli lemali sithi ma ukhe uqolaselwe umcimbi womkhosi ngokwahlukileyo uhlonishwe luluntu enkosi sebulela honorable class class i now recognize honorable thing Honorable Thring, you are recognized. Thank you, Honorable Chair. As we consider this debate, the ACDP is keenly aware that Section 200, Subsection 2 of the Constitution provides that the primary objective of the Defense Force is to defend and protect the Republic, its territorial integrity and its people in accordance with the Constitution and the principles of international law regulating the use of force. The ACDP is also aware that in order for the Department of Defense to execute, execute its constitutional mandate, it uses land as one of its major resources in the preparation for its core function. This land is needed for effective force development and preparation that includes field exercises, weapons testing, and open air military operations. Now, the Department of Defense controls one of the biggest state land portfolios in the country, this being approximately 400,000 hectares. Some of the land is currently used by the some of the land that was currently used by the military is now occupied by people who were forcibly removed from their land at the height of apartheid years. This has inevitably led to land claims in respect of those portions of land and therefore means that the department has to deal with the issue of restitution. Now, when an illegal land invasion takes place, the person or persons that are is not merely a trespasser, but becomes an unlawful occupier, as contemplated in the prevention of illegal eviction in the unlawful occupation of land of 1998. The implication of this is that such a person may only be evicted in terms of a court order. Eviction, other than in terms of a court order, constitutes a criminal offense for which the owner could face a prison sentence uh, if convicted. Now, the eviction of persons is regulated by law, and the ACDP recognizes that this can paralyze the Department of Defense. Evidently, this government has made it easy for illegal land invasions to take place, but extremely difficult to remedy. And also for key water, electricity, and transport networks of the Department of Defense to become compromised. 
With the Department of Defense moving from an offensive military posture to a defensive one, and with land being essential to carrying out its constitutional mandate, the ACDP asserts that the regulatory environment must be strengthened to make it easy for the Department of Defense to protect the territorial integrity of its bases, because a failure to do so will result in the department incapable of carrying out its mandate to defend and protect the Republic and its territorial integrity and people. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Tring. I now recognize the UDM. The UDM. The ATM. ATM. I now recognize good. Good. I proceed to NFP. Thank you. Thank you, House Chairperson. I'm trying to moonlight. According to the expert, Honorable Chairperson, but allow me to start off by expressing our heartfelt condolences to the families of the five members of the South African National Defense Force who were recently killed in a motor vehicle crash. According to the experts, the South African National Defense Force is in a critical state of decline and is largely incapable of carrying out its constitutional duties. Furthermore, it is said that the Army couldn't afford its main operating systems, was unable to meet standing defense commitments, lacked critical mobility, and was too poorly equipped and funded to execute the widening spectrum of tasks to the desired level. Since the new defense policy was finalized in March 2014, the situation remained the same. The ability of the South African National Defense Force to protect its military bases and facilities has come into question amid a growing civilian threat. The Special Forces School at Murray Hill, north of Pretoria, is reportedly under siege by shack dwellers who have been stealing electricity cables and illegally connecting water infrastructure. At the same time, a military base in Makanda in the Eastern Cape has been without fencing due to theft in the area. Reports claim that residents have taken hand grenades and other items from the South African Infantry Battalion in Makanda. The Defence Force claims that it does not have enough money to replace the perimeter fencing or service its equipment, including some of its aircraft. And I hope the National Treasury takes note of this. And I think my chairperson standing committee on appropriations in one of the platforms. It doesn't inspire much confidence in the defense force if it can't even protect its own perimeter fence. Reports claim that soldiers guarding South African military bases are not adequately armed and there is no control over who moves in and out of the facilities. Security fences within military bases and units and on the borders are falling apart while budget constraints hampered the upgrading, maintenance, and repair of security systems. The Joint Defense Committee recently heard the damning findings by the Defense Force Service Commission, the unauthorized occupation and subletting of military accommodation compromised military security. The DFSC recommended a complete review of all security. This will include looking gates, doors, locks, burglar-proofing, electronic equipment, and alarms at the it has also been recommended that fences and security be urgently upgraded as a military imperative. A proper post-review structure and a security system be prioritized and implemented to safeguard each facility. 
Am I running out of time, Chairperson? I see you looking at me. <laughs> the contracts for the maintenance and repair of security of the military unit are to be reviewed as it looks to do maintenance and repair in housing. Honorable Chairperson, it is clear that the Defence Force has two problems. One is it has the lack of capacity, but very importantly, it has a serious problem in terms of limited funding. And I think we need to seriously look at this, how we're going to actually assist them to empower them, because the security of this country, not only internationally, but locally, depends on an effective South African National Defence Force. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable uh, Sheikh Imam. I now recognize Honorable Graham. Thank you, Chairperson. The Government Immovable Asset Management Act, or GIAMA, as it is commonly referred to, was enacted to provide a uniform framework for the management of an immovable asset that is held or used by a national or provincial department. The legislation, of which the Minister of Public Works and Infrastructure is the custodian, requires that immovable assets that are currently used must be kept operational to function in a manner that supports efficient service delivery. Guillermo has clearly articulated guidelines and requirements for the management of state-owned properties by user departments, such as the Department of Defense. This is the existing regulatory framework within which the use, management, and maintenance of government's immovable properties exist. It is a sound environment for asset management, even within the military context, but as with most of what this government does, the problem lies in the implementation. In a presentation to the Portfolio Committee on Defense on the 4th of May of this year, the Department of Defense stated that as a result of a declining budgetary allocation, the Department of Defense was insufficiently resourced to maintain and refurbish defense facilities. They further clarified that this deterioration of facilities and infrastructure could have catastrophic consequences, including compromised defense readiness. The reality of this is that military bases such as Hoodsprayt and Tabachwani are falling apart due to a lack of maintenance, not because the personnel don't care enough, but because they don't have enough. Our once proud military personnel are now living in appalling conditions, surrounded by collapsing infrastructure within a decaying environment. These are the people we have to rely on to protect our country, and we thank them like this. So an insufficient budget coupled with an acknowledged skill shortage in the Defence Works formation has resulted in the Department of Defence being incapable of fully absorbing the responsibility of asset management. Unfortunately, this gap in capacity is also not being filled by the DPWI. A recent forensic investigation into the one military hospital debacle revealed that although there were elements of blame that could be apportioned to the Department of Defense, the complete failure of the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure to adapt the repairs and maintenance project, or RAMP, to the military environment resulted in, amongst other findings, irregular expenditure on the redesign phase alone of 156,668,974 rand. One of the conclusions of the report in respect of DPWI was that it had abandoned its responsibility of oversight and control, a massive indictment on a department with a vision that reads, a trusted choice for innovative asset management and quality infrastructure delivery for sustained economic growth. While the Department of Defense is responsible for day-to-day -day maintenance, the DPWI is expected to manage and implement planned maintenance and refurbishment projects. At a briefing of the Joint Standing Committee on Defense last week, it was revealed that of the 54 planned maintenance projects under the auspices of the DPWI, 1.12 billion rand has been spent on consultants over the last 15 years. 
There is a projected need for a further 1.4 billion rand to be spent on consultants for the same projects over the next four years. Shockingly, after this expenditure of 2.5 billion rand over 20 years, there is nothing to show for it. It is clear that neither the Department of Defense nor the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure has the capacity, skills, and possibly appetite to properly adhere to and implement Guillaume in respect of military installations. And the consequential erosion of this critical infrastructure has a direct bearing on our defense capabilities. It is clear that the regulatory environment is sufficiently robust. It is the ANC government that is not. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Graham. I now recognize the, the Honorable the Minister. Chairperson, thank you very much. I do recognize that uh, there is a lot of dilapidation. There is lot, lo, a lot of ill maintenance. There is um, areas where there is dolomitic and so on and so forth. So I want to agree that those problems are real. I also want to say that before 1994, there was in-house capability within the Defense Force to maintain their own facilities. 1994 came, this was transferred. Just a pause, Mr. Yeah, thank you, Chair. They have stopped. Post-1994, this responsibility was transferred to the Republic of uh, Public Works. Since a few years ago, 2018, around there, the defense restarted to rebuild this capability of in-house maintenance in the form of the works. Uh, uh, so if you go and compare what they are doing there, you will find that Rehabilitation of buildings, except in the areas where there is dolomite, because then they have to retreat. Um, Honorable uh, Maria, I think, referred to waterproof uh, being dolomitic, yes. And when it was worsening, they retreated. We have since come back, but the matter is under control. The reason Department of um, Defense has actually entered into serious talks with the Department of Public Works to take back and to massify its own capability of works is precisely because we want the barrack system that works. We want soldiers in the barracks. Not only is it about morale, it is also about discipline. A soldier who is forced to be away from the barracks is not as disciplined as the one who is at the barracks 24 seven. So we need to be looking at that. Members have also criticized us and said uh, prime equipment. Yes, we have issues of prime equipment. Yes, we have had some um, machines, uh, uh, some weapons stolen at Littleton. Yes, there is a case where those who stole, because it was also not thieves from outside, it was internal. Yes, there is a police case that has been opened, and that matter must be dealt with. But we must go back and say, in 1994, we agreed on a not less than 2% of the GDP that must be given to the defense so that we can maintain a standard that we thought would be in good keeping. That was not done. That we, we, we also now have to be at 
not only not even one percent of the budget has contributed that we took that decision many years ago of outsourcing the the, the maintenance part somewhere else largely informs the reason why defense decides, decides to look after its own installations now one member says we are incapable of doing the critical things that we should do. What I do know, honorable members, is that at the border, we are accused of failing to provide the 22 promised companies to guard our borders, and we have stopped at 15. That is the criticism that we will take. But whether members are honest in saying we are failing to protect South Africa, we have failed to train members, we have failed. I would say no, that is not absolutely true. Members can criticize us that we have trained pilots who are unable because of certain reasons to get the required flying hours and we are remedying that. Members can say most of your prime equipment has not been working. In fact, we have started in Tatemare, we can tell you that even Operation Hoof Ace respect on track. We can come back to you and say all our armored vehicles are, are on the pros, they have been repaired. What we, step number two is to look at upgrading the systems within. Even today during this uh, AAD, we were, we were talking to people who have the OEMs to enable us to do those necessary repairs. Is the morale in the defense force down? It will go down because one, if you cannot adequately look after members, but that does not say that the brave sons and daughters of this country are not willing to continue to put their lives there. And we appreciate uh, 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 the condolences we, we received because they died on duty. They died at border patrol. So what do we do? We have approached um, the president, we have approached cabinet. A matter will serve in front of the Security Council that specifically will be looking at the budget of the defense. We have engaged with Treasury. We will take the matters there. Are we happy with the situation? We are not happy. The Tamara says, look at um, uh, downsizing defense and but our responsibilities do not say downsize. The threats around our borders do not suggest that we should downsize. We have been forced to stay with the numbers that we have because we were for a number of years even unable to recruit and to put in youngsters so that we can release those who are not making it in particular ranks and in the senior post. And that process is back on track. Are we happy with um, the fact that uh, we are unable to properly, properly evict people around the bases? We also know that the law says that uh, if you allow them to sit around your property for more than six, seven days, then you have that issue. So we have been coming up with an idea that we for those that have been sitting there without us intervening to engage. We also know that we have um, uh, land claims against us. Uh, there are instances where alternative land was given to communities. 
you do have others, members of those communities settling where they were given alternative land and others who have come back. The, the example is Lohasa. So we're engaging and seeing how we can do. But we also must remember that in terms of the law, we can actually take land, but do you take land from people who have nowhere else to go? Or do you engage with people in the public space, in the political space, who actually go around encouraging illegal occupation of the land? That is a question that we must confront. Defense, should defense be allowing uh, its fences to, to go down? Should defense be allowing people to jump and steal within the military bases? We discussed this. We think that one, interact with the communities that do that. Two, make sure that the, the, the fences are mended. Also, make sure that when you get the funds, you prioritize. And therefore, honorable members, to ensure that your defense is functional, we're beginning to look at what is priority on our budget lines? What can we uh, deviate on so that we do the critical stuff? I have said that most of our vehicles are beginning to be okay. I am very happy that from yesterday we had the Gripen flying Dademare. I am very clear that uh, the engagements on the, the trips that we've been taking, and even on those who are here for Airbus, we are engaging. I am very clear that the ships will get our next attention. Are we able to fix everything all at the same time? No, we're not. But the integrity of South Africa is important for us. One of the arguments that we keep on getting is, how can you prioritize anything else other than the welfare of the soldiers? And we're saying we agree with you. We must prior prioritize the soldiers. We must prioritize the safety of South Africans. But unless we get the way with all, we're not going to do so. I want to argue that um, with the resuscitation of the defense industry, with what we are trying to do, and, and, and honorable members, we will come to you with the resuscitation of the defense uh, industry. We will come to you on what we are doing there. We will also come to you on the partnerships we want to get into, not only for our sakes, but also to begin to help the economy of South Africa to resuscitate and to grow. But our priority at all times must be focused on making sure that men and women who are willing to put their lives down for us as a country are not put online, are not jeopardized. They have what they need to do. That includes even looking at, um, we're going down to looking at the quality of goods we are buying. We are looking at the food we are putting in front of them. We are looking at the size, the tent quality. We are looking at what would make the morale of a soldier go back to what we want. And that means that we must cut off the fan. We must make sure that we prioritize training. We must make sure that as those who are living leave, the posts are filled with competent people. We have had a session with the leadership of the defense saying, even before you make a person an OC, make sure that that person has been trained so that it is not just about the human beings, 
and the guns. It is also about leadership and grooming those who will take over from them. Now, if you cannot produce a well-rounded uh, leader of soldiers, the soldiers be, be beneath that fellow or that lady are not going to be what it takes. Are we failing in keeping South Africa uh, safe? I would say we have not failed. We do not intend to fail. We take the blame for whatever it is that needs to be put in place, but without getting enough resources. Mr. Maria, you know, in the last three years, three medium-term years, we have lost um, an average of 24 billion. We could have done a lot with that money. Equally, we are looking within the different segments of the Department of Defense. Where do we cut? And when we cut, where do we take the cut? What is our priority? Our priority is to keep South Africa safe. And that means that the morale, the well-being must be done. Um, I'm not sure about um, members. Yes, uh, this position of relook at having the four arms of service, uh, whittle them down to three. Let us have this when we do, we discuss the review of the defense. I am not sure that we actually would be helping this country if we agree, Honorable Mare, in cutting the size of the defense. The dangers are increasing around our border. I don't think that we can afford to do that. What we can say now is that the, the seven uh, um, companies that are shot at the border, we want to augment them with um, the BMA, those patrols there, but we also want to augment them with, uh, with technology. We want to make sure that uh, uh, the training that the soldiers get enable them to deal with, with whatever hardness. We're proud of our special forces, and therefore it pains us that you found them in the position you found them. But we are also cautious in increasing the size of the works formation rapidly because it must be able to deliver quality. I have met young men and women in the works formation, the builders, those that work with iron, those that are electricians, those who uh, um, are carpenters. And I think that we are getting there. Once we are sure, we will then massify and we'll be able to take 100% of the blame. We are in the situation where we are finalizing the development of, um, of, 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 of maintenance from public works. We have not come across any piece of legislation that says um, uh, legally the defense cannot continue to own its property, cannot continue to, to repair and maintain its, its, its properties. What we are saying is, but when we take that over, we must make sure that we are not going to increase carelessness and possibly wastage in the defense. We must have in place systems that will make sure that people don't do what they want. Now, we have had bad audits over the years. And part of the hesitance to rush into taking over from public works is precisely because we must work on curing those defects within the Department of Defense. 
so that by the time you take over and you say, I am going to run this ship, you have everything under the under 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 control, the skills are there, the experience is there. We might be coming back to you and saying, yes, there are challenges around our borders. But defense showed me the pictures of the, our borders as they are now. The problem is that within, within a few meters of the borderline, you have communities settling. So you actually don't even have a, a well-defined no man's land. We want to take us back there, honorable members, so that at least even if you criticize us about things eternal, things in the barracks, the borders we begin to say, um, we are now taking over. We will not allow settlement within a kilometer of the borders so that your patrols are more effective, so that we can engage our neighbors on how we deal with the issues of no man's land because we have been unable to do that because it's, it's, they are on the border. They get hurt. Things are easy to steal from this side to that side. We are not in control and therefore we lose. Is Operation and Corona delivering? I would say if you look at the daily statistics, you will see how many vehicles, how many stock, how many goods, and we are stopping at the border and retaining. I would say to you, the minimum that we are arresting per day on illegal people is 19. It's 27, it's 50 something per day across our borders that we arrest. So I would say that yes, we are vulnerable somewhere, but there are good stories that we can say to the committees, we are doing well. And yes, our situation is dilapidated, but we are working on it. Um, give us a chance, let Treasury release the funds. Let us be responsible for those funds. And yes, I agree with the honorable members, consequence management. Um, we, members have told us there is no consequence management. We're beginning to deal with that. I am sure before long, uh, uh, honorable Marais, you will hear what we are doing. But in the meantime, fix, the broken stuff, a polish that which is good and operate. I want to stop there, Chair. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Minister. I now recognize COPE. COPE, the PAC, the PAC, I recognize Honorable Shalembe. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, the maintenance of safety and security in the military base is of key importance to the protection of South Africa's borders. This is required not only to ensure the safety of soldiers within these facilities, but also for the safeguarding of weapons and equipment. The lack of military base security impacts negatively on operational security because if a military base is not adequately secured, equipment can be sabotaged or stolen. Chairperson, the Democratic Alliance is incredibly concerned about the unsafe and insecure conditions of the South African military bases. 
2019 alone, weapons were stolen from the 9th uh, South African Infantry Battalion from the guard stationed at the unit's weapon store. The South African Navy's strategic communication was affected by copper cable and antenna theft, and 19 R4 assault rifles were stolen from the Little Tech military base. In 2020, our committee visited four vehicles reserve parks in the north of Tswane and was informed of the cable theft, which had left the unit and the surrounding military bases without electricity. Water infrastructure had also been damaged by surrounding communities, which resulted in no piped water flowing to the base, a possible human rights violation. I'm sure you would agree that this is. Chairperson, it is horrifying to know that copper cabling was stolen from within a military base perimeter. Long trenches were dug to expose the cables, which clearly shows the poor quality of security as the criminals had sufficient time to dig up an entire trench throughout the night. All these deaths and encroachment onto military bases is happening under the watch of the NC government. And they should be ashamed of their failures to protect even our own defense force from criminals. Chairperson, the Defense Act clearly provides for the limitation of movement in and around military bases. It also provides for a number of sanctions, including imprisonment, where a person contravenes any regulation of the act or where a person enters a military facility without author authorization. The act is clear, yet we still have blatant acts of vandalism and theft occurring inside facilities that are supposed to be protecting South Africa's borders. When the ANC loses its majority in 2024, the DA will ensure that a well-enhanced security protocol is developed and put in place around all military bases to ensure that the threat of encroachments and the systematic vandalism of military infrastructure is dealt with uh, once and for all. As the ANC has shown time after time that it is incapable of doing so, I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Malia Keshelembe. I now recognize Honorable Motley. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair of the Mini Plenary. The, the problem of uh, encroachment uh, uh, of informal settlement that we are uh, debating about near the military bases is a complex problem. That requires a multifaceted approach by government at the three spheres of government. For instance, it may be as a result of uh, the historical anomaly uh, of apartheid spatial planning that they excluded the majority of our people from the main economic centers. On the other hand, it may be a result of unavailability of land for the, for the poor people necessitated by the massive private ownership of land. So in dealing with this uh, matter by informal settlement uh, encroachment, we should be mindful of this historical imperative. The danger, however, that uh, military uh, bases are 
potential target for any conflict. As we learn from the wars that are taking place in other parts of the world, most of the time, the targets for attack are the military establishment. The sooner this matter is addressed, the better for the South African National Defense Force and our people to avoid future casualties where uh, the government will then have to take responsibility for such casualties. I think we are in agreement uh, this time around with Honorable Mare, uh, and the minister has spoken lengthily to uh, the issue the department is addressing in terms of relocation of function from the DPWI to build capacity within the defense force in the works formation and progress has been registered so far. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Honorable Shilembe is only dreaming for today, so we'll allow him to dream. The EFF yet again has proven to be disingenuous because the challenges, part of the challenges uh, raised in this de- debate in terms of land invasion is a direct result of their irrational call for people to grab land and illegally occupy land. For example, one of the, 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 the subsidiaries of arms coaches, uh, Geotech, uh, around uh, uh, Tswane, when you pass Atrejville, uh, uh, is impacted by this uh, irrational call from the EFF. Therefore, they must not come here and grandstand and uh, talk as if uh, they can do things better whilst they are part of and parcel of the disasters that we seek to address. I, I, I think um, for the first time, for the first time, Honorable Chair, I'll, I'll agree with Honorable Fluonevald uh, uh, on this debate uh, that uh, what we to solicit uh, in the main is support to address this matter. We will have to engage. That's a pause. Okay. Uh, Honorable Lord Nachel, you are disturbing the member with your unmuted uh, microphone. Proceed, Honorable Mutle. Yeah, th- th- thank you very much. I was just indicating that for the first time we are, we are agreeing with Honorable Kronewald and we will engage, as the minister has indicated, the commander-in-chief to look closer into these matters as the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. A number of interventions can be considered in relation to land claims and land invasion around military facilities. Uh, The assistance of the Department of Rural Development and Land Reform is required to agently finalize all land claims that involve land being utilized by the South African National Defense Force. This will give the DOD a better opportunity to plan the future uh, use and refurbishment of its current facilities. Better interdepartmental cooperation is required in area where land invasion affects military bases. This may include the DOD, local municipalities, and law enforcement agencies. The DOD should be encouraged to improve 
its base security. This may require additional funding in the next financial year of 2023-2024 fiscal year. Ring fence for the improvement of security around key military facilities, especially those in high-risk areas. The use of relevant technology should especially be con- considered for that purpose. And of course, uh, the Honorable Minister also went to length in terms of uh, 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 the staff morale, how they plan to turn around the situation so that we've got a military that is uh, fit for purpose, that is efficient and effective in operating in its duties to ensure that they safeguard the territorial integrity of uh, the Republic of South Africa. Uh, Chair, I would like to end uh, this uh, uh, debate on the note that uh, at least there's uh, an advancement and progress made in terms of dealing with issues of defense from a non-partisan point of view, except uh, the EFF has decided uh, when we are debating this important uh, debate to be disingenuous. However, we appreciate the contribution from other parties that seeks to ensure that uh, these matters are earnestly resolved and we have a defense force that is capable, that is supported to carry out its mandate. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you. That concludes the debate and the business of this mini virtual plenary. The mini plenary will now rise. Thank you, honorable members. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson.